everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Welcome back, everyone. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. We are chatting with visual artist Meme Hartzorn. She is based in Austin, Texas. She is just wonderful. And I've had the opportunity to get to know her now for almost a year, which is crazy. Welcome, Meme. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I was trying to think back to when we first met virtually, and I think it has been like almost a year now, which I say it's crazy because time is just flying. <laughs> like it just blows my mind. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. I can't wait for our listeners to learn more about you and we'll just dive right in. So tell us about your journey as an artist. That's usually where I like to start. How has it been for you? Were you always making art growing up? Tell us all about it. Well, I'm also really excited to be here and talking with you. And it has been kind of a crazy year that's flown by. But yes, I am from a small town in Western Colorado called Grand Junction. I usually tell people it's a town that sometimes you drive through, but you don't always stop in. However, it's really beautiful. It's right between this really beautiful mountain range called the Book Cliffs and then the Colorado National Monument which is also very beautiful. And I think that just being in such a natural and wild place was definitely influential on artwork and being curious and exploring, which I would say kind of was the root of my artistic journey, if you will. So I started drawing, painting, engaging in art, I think like most people, when you're a little kid, I think we're all kind of drawn to being creative when we're younger and just really loved it. I found that it was my way of exploring the world around me and also kind of creating time to myself. I grew up the youngest of (laughs) four siblings and we were all very rowdy and played a lot. So it was kind of my way to get that time to myself. And yeah, like I said, engage kind of with the world around me through this visual process. And so I did that when I was younger. And again, like most people, I don't really think I ever considered pursuing it in, I guess, a professional way or as a career. But when I got to college, I remember seeing the final like thesis exhibition of all the seniors and just falling in love with all the work that they made and just knowing that it didn't matter what I did after I graduated. I just had to do that exhibition and I had to make something for that exhibition. So I think that was kind of a pivotal point for me was seeing that work and really valuing that that was made by my friends and my peers and that I could do that. And that launched me into making my own artwork. Amazing, amazing. And I have to say, I I think I've shared this with you before. I've never been to Colorado. It's like on the top of my list of places to visit in the US, but I have seen so many photos. I have so many friends that like have lived there or visited and 
it looks gorgeous. So I can only imagine the impact that that would have on the work that you create. It really seems like such an inspiring place to be. So hopefully I can visit at some point. But even just thinking about your landscapes in particular, I can totally see, you know, how much you're inspired by your surroundings and the impact that growing up in Colorado had. Also, I just want to share a quick personal connection. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I'm also one of four siblings. Like I have I have three siblings. So yeah, one of four. Growing up, I totally think making art was my way of going into like my private world because it is a full household when there are four kids. I mean, it is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, it's super special in a lot of ways, but especially if you run a little bit more on the introverted side, art was my little escape room. And I think that's the case for many artists. You really do go into your own world. And I always talk about how when you're painting or making art, you're kind of visually transporting yourself somewhere else, which is the beauty of it. And then when you share your work, you provide that to the viewer. You know, they're able to kind of visually transport themselves when they're viewing your work. So I want to talk a little bit about where you're at now and the kind of work that you're creating and how that's shifted and evolved and continuing to evolve. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so where I'm at now is I'm currently working as an artist and arts educator in Austin. And my artwork specifically has evolved a lot and is still evolving. I feel like that's really an important pin to put in. I'm currently still really trying to explore and let my artwork shift and grow where it needs rather than try to settle into a style or kind of a vision before I'm ready. And so my artwork has changed quite a bit. When I started painting more seriously, I guess I would say it was around the time when COVID first hit and that summer of 2020, all the plans I'd had for the summer in terms of work and internships kind of had crumbled as did everyone's plans, which was scary, but also left me a lot of time to really just kind of explore the creative projects that I was interested in. So I was creating this whole body of work about being back in my childhood home and exploring kind of the bridge between your childhood and your older self and kind of how they meet in the middle and did that very representationally through a lot of specific imagery of certain fields I grew up by and cows and like little sewing, like the little thread loops. I don't know what they're called officially, but um, my mom is my mom is a seamstress. She's very good at it. And so she had all these little like threads around the house growing up. And so I was painting those. And I think through that, it really showed me that I loved painting and that this is what I wanted to do, but also developed my skills a lot. I hadn't taken any painting classes in school before that. And that time to just dive in and explore was really important. And I think gave me a lot of confidence moving forward. But since then, (laughs) my work has definitely shifted visually. It's not really representational at all, but it still involves a lot of the same themes of thinking of home and sense of place and connection to landscape and nature and kind of how that reflects our internal experiences in a way. I'm really interested in 
natural phenomenon and things in geology or how storms are made or how certain plants grow and interact with the environment and kind of thinking about that and creating some kind of visual bridge to see how it reflects the ways we grow we evolve, we kind of weather and storm in our own lives. And so all of that is done with much more abstract painting. So my paintings kind of went from these very, I would say, traditionally Western representational styles of paintings to much more abstracted, kind of flowing, looking a little bit more into like form and movement than any specific imagery. Like I said, they are still evolving. They're becoming a little bit more gestural right now, um, which is exciting. It's so exciting. And I think, you know, that's something we've chatted about at length and something that I think is such an important topic to discuss. And I'm really glad you brought it up, which is, you know, the importance of allowing our work to shift and evolve because it's going to, it's just inevitable. I can't tell you how many artists I have either worked with or just known personally that have said to me, I've been painting in this style or I've been focusing on this subject matter for X amount of years. And I feel so ready to branch out, but I'm nervous. I'm scared. This is what people know me, you know, as, and like, this is sort of the expectations that my audience has for me. So how do I just all of a sudden shift and change? But we're humans and we, we shift and, and evolve and grow. And it's really important that we embrace that aspect of our work, I think. So I love that you're really leaning into that. And having known you for almost a year now, I have seen your work change. But the beautiful thing too about your work, and I don't even know if you notice this as much as I do or as much as the viewer does, because you know, when we're making the work, we don't have much separation. We're so immersed in it. But I see so many elements in your work that are kind of reminiscent of each other. Like you have common threads, whether your work is gestural or representational there's like something about it where I know that you created it I don't know if it's the color palette or the brush strokes but there's something about it which is a really beautiful thing I think that like just coming back to your point we need to allow ourselves as artists to embrace change in our creative work and to really know on a deep level that that is normal and healthy and it's just part of the process and I actually would even argue that we can't really grow and reach our full potential if we don't allow that change to happen. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I've felt a lot of pressure as an emerging artist to find that niche style that distinguishes me and roll with that and just start churning out a lot of work and have that really like beautiful, composed and cohesive portfolio. I also think that at the end of the day, like we were talking about, so much of making art for me is kind of coming back to myself, coming back to my environment. And that's what's important. And so finding that again, I've found more creativity that's kind of keeps pushing my work beyond the sort of boundaries I set around it to fit a portfolio or I'll create a collection of paintings and then the next month I'm on to a new idea for a collection of paintings. Sometimes that scares me and I don't think I should do it just in my experience of leaning into it and just making whatever is inspiring me at this time has been really helpful in beginning to piece together that sort of signature that's running through all of them 
while also just honoring that creative process and remembering that the point of this and the real value in this is being able to create and letting that creativity expand and not letting it be in a box. (laughs) Yeah, I've been making these like really detailed little illustrations recently, which are very different than my paintings. And it's been really refreshing because I also think sometimes if you're making the same thing over and over again, or if you've been working on the same pieces for a while, it just gets a little stale. And so even just working on something completely different and using my mind in a different way and my hands in a different way gives me a much different perspective going back to that other work. So I've been enjoying doing those. Absolutely. I mean, you raise so many great points. And one of them, which I think is really important to acknowledge, is that it can feel scary to shift and change because we have our own expectations of what we think our work should be or what we think would be received well in the art world or what we think would sell really well or what we think others would connect to. And there's just so much around it when we're trying to start building our careers as artists. There's so many expectations that we have and that you know, sometimes others place on us as well. And the more expectations we have, you know, those expectations end up becoming limitations ultimately. And it's a balance. I think that there is something to be said for building a cohesive series of work when you're getting started, but not to the point where you feel stifled creatively. And if that starts to happen, absolutely listen to your intuition. And I think it is a very intuitive thing. You know, there are some times where similar to you, I don't want to paint my usual landscapes. Sometimes I feel really inspired to paint them. And other times I want to go into portraiture. I've been sketching portraits lately and it feels really good. I think you said it so beautifully when you said you're using your mind and your hands in a different way and it stretches you and it pushes you artistically. And it's really important to have that. But the reality is it can feel nerve wracking and it can feel scary when you're trying to build an art career and you feel this pressure. Uh, There's another artist who spoke about this, and I'm kind of just remembering this now, in a previous podcast episode we had, uh, Grace Lang, who started this beautiful organization in the Hudson Valley. And, you know, she's a good friend of mine as well. And she spoke about how uh, she felt really limited as she was building this very cohesive body of work for years. She wanted to branch out. She wasn't sure how. And the truth is, it's something that so many artists face. So it's a really important thing for us to discuss and just acknowledge. I love and appreciate that you are really listening to your intuition and giving yourself permission to try new things. And it's so refreshing and it's part of a healthy balance. And I think it's it's necessary to do that. If you really want to grow as an artist, then you have to give yourself permission to try new things in your art practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it gives me, yeah, more more inspiration if I'm not feeling inspired to work on a piece, I've learned that it's better for me to just give it a day or two to sit or however long I need, rather than try to just like throw material at it and make it work. And it's much better for me to just, yeah, let it rest for a bit and do something different and honor that other piece that I work on, like the little illustrations as valuable for just being there. I don't need to show them. I don't need to do anything with them. They 
can stay hidden. Yeah, that's their purpose that they serve. And that is just as important as, you know, a really fleshed out portfolio of work. And I know we've talked about this too, but I think when we're on social media, we don't always see that process going on behind the scenes. We see artists' cohesive work very laid out for us in a curated way, and that's beautiful, but it is like the final step in the process that we're seeing. We're not seeing all the work and the turmoil that goes on behind the scenes. So that's something that I've been kind of reminding myself and learning is just to be patient and to recognize that all the artists that I'm inspired by and look up to have probably felt very similar things and that it's just part of the process. A hundred percent. I'm actually really glad you brought up social media too, because I think that's where part of these expectations that we have for ourselves as artists come from, because we see these, you know, seemingly very successful artists who have these gorgeous, beautifully curated pages. And it is really beautiful to see. And, you know, I celebrate all artists who are putting their work out there on social media and putting their best foot forward. But it's true, like we're seeing the highlight reels. We're not seeing the full story. We don't know the challenges or the behind the scenes steps and struggles and challenges that it took to get to that point. And it is important for us to create work for ourselves without any expectation of selling or sharing. And this is why I'm leaning more into a sketchbook practice. And it sounds like you are too, because our sketchbooks can become a place where we just allow ourselves to explore in a private way. And you can certainly share that, you know, in your stories on social media if you want to, but you don't have to share it at all. It's okay to have parts of your creative practice that are just literally for you and for no one else. And I think that's actually really healthy. I also want to say your illustrations are gorgeous. And for anyone listening, Meme has actually um, done two illustrations for VAC, one for a previous issue of our magazine and one for our website. So I just wanted to highlight that because you are a great example of an artist who, you know, you do abstract, you do landscape, you have these gorgeous illustrations. And it's so beautiful to embrace all of your gifts and talents within your creative practice. Well, thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. I also wanted to ask you a little bit about your recent endeavor the Artful Collective, if that's something you would like to chat about, because it's super cool what you're doing. And I would love to spotlight that a little bit, because I think it really is an extension of your creative practice in many ways. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. So the Artful Collective is an arts platform that I've created that's focused on helping provide resources and community and opportunities for other emerging artists. I definitely noticed in my own journey of kind of getting my foot in the door of the art world and just learning how to be an artist, I guess I felt a little bit lonely in that process, especially after graduating. If you are someone that has gone to school and then graduated, you know the feeling of suddenly being very displaced from your community. And so I was inspired to create this platform to help bring other emerging artists together um, to learn ways that they can help uplift and amplify their work to others, as well as just get to know each other, participate in various exhibition opportunities. And it's still quite new. And I'm still learning a ton about how to make this accessible to people. But I'm really excited. Um, And I have a lot of 
ideas moving into the future for it. Uh, one of which I'm toying with the idea of creating kind of like a studio critique group that's very compassion focused and focused on really helping people create work that's authentic to who they are, also expanding their creativity like we've talked about and, you know, pushing their portfolio to go beyond what they think it should be or what they think it maybe needs to look like um, and creating some kind of way to have that community for people. Um, Still in the works, but... (laughs) But it's a beautiful start and it's a strong start. And, you know, of course, I've been following since the beginning. And one thing I love so much is just your passion and your genuine excitement and enthusiasm to connect with other artists and to highlight their work and to create this community because it is such a community-driven platform. And I know for you, it is born out of this desire to just connect with more artists at a larger scale, which is something that You know, I've shared my story with VAC many times before, but it was also born out of this longing for community. And I think the word displaced is a really accurate word to describe how it feels when you leave art school and you're so used to having that tight-knit community of um, fellow artists and professors and just people who are giving you feedback. It's part of your daily routine. So to lose that overnight, I mean, I remember for me, that was one of the biggest struggles, especially in the creation of my work, because I was used to creating in classes where there were professors who would just give me their opinion. They would give me some feedback, uh, some constructive criticism, which I think really helped my work to grow and it helped me to find my voice. So to lose that and then to all of a sudden be painting on my own for years without any feedback, it was like, oh my goodness, such a big jump and a really challenging one. And I think that there are so many artists, whether they went to art school or or they're self-taught, they're longing for community. And community is so essential for artists. I, I really believe this. And it it took me a while to arrive at this realization because I the kind of like sad thing is that you get so used to being on your own and creating on your own that you almost forget after several years how important it is. So I just appreciate what you're doing so much. And you know, I see your interviews with artists and you have these beautiful ideas of how to grow this platform. And I cannot wait to see how it develops and grows over time. What would you say has been your favorite part about it so far? I would say my favorite part so far has probably been the interviews. I just really love getting to reach out to artists and kind of getting to know them and then getting to hear their wisdom (laughs) and words about their work um, has been really special. And every time that I do another interview, it's always like a reassurance of, oh, okay, this is why I'm doing this. And this is really nice. And I always read through them as if I'm not the one putting it together. And, you know, it's like, it's new information to me and it's helpful to me too. And so I really love those. I think it's just a nice way to get to hear the voice and the person behind the work. So yeah, it's amazing. I think it's like, We learn so much through having conversations with artists or just from reading interviews with them. There's always some nugget of wisdom that you can pick up from that. And it's also great for the artists because you're increasing visibility for them, which is amazing. And I think, you know, I've started to see more and more like-minded communities 
with similar missions pop up over the last few years. And it's been a really exciting thing to see. And I think social media is such a double-edged sword, but one of the beautiful things about it is that it gives us a platform to to reach more artists and to reach a, a wider audience and to connect with others in a way that just wasn't possible. I mean, I remember when I was in art school, you know, 11 years ago now, it was like your community was really the people who you are physically with, but social media wasn't even really a thing then. It kind of came out when I was in my final year of college. It was beautiful to have so much in-person contact, and I still advocate for that. I think it's really important to physically surround yourself with other artists as much as possible. But we have this ability now to just reach so many more people. And I know that my platform and probably yours, you know, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for social media. So, you know, just looking at it from all angles. But again, I'm so excited to see how your platform continues to grow and develop. And it's been really cool to see and to see the impact it's had on you uh, in terms of how it's inspired you has been beautiful as well. Yeah, yeah, it's been lots of fun. And it definitely is inspiring. Um, Even just browsing through Instagram and resharing the photos of artists and just taking the time to really engage and consume fantastic artwork every day is really nice and is a nice way for me to use social media because it's quite easy to get sucked in and just be scrolling. So when I have kind of an intention with it, that's very helpful. (laughs) Absolutely. I think using it intentionally with boundaries for sure is the right approach. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about where you're living now in Austin, Texas. I mean, I know that right now I'm speaking to you in, you know, you're in South Africa, which is amazing. But you moved to Austin, Texas from Colorado, and I've actually never been. It's also at the top of my list in terms of places to visit within the U.S. But like, what is the artist community there like? How has that been for you? I know you participated in Austin's studio tour last year. So tell us a little bit about it, because I've heard that it's like a very vibrant art community. Yeah, I would say it definitely is a very vibrant art community. I really like it in that I think there's so many creative people in Austin, whether they would call themselves a artistic professional or not. I mean, there are so many people that are just making things in their living room or their backyard and you kind of like stumble upon them. And that's the beauty of the Austin Studio Tour is you get to see all of this that people have been making. Um, The Austin Studio Tour is basically an opportunity for artists to showcase their work throughout the city and people can go stop by their different workspaces, almost like a little bit of a scavenger hunt for the artists and go see their work. Yeah, but the the art community definitely is very vibrant and it's quite diverse in terms of the different ages and stages of people working. And I do like it too in that there's an emphasis on kind of these smaller galleries and smaller communities kind of all coming together to create this larger community. It's not necessarily like there's one big gallery or one large um, artistic institution that kind of is working with all the artists. It's these little pockets that over time you get to know each other um, through social media or through events like Studio Tour. It's been really lovely and just a wonderful way to make friends in the city and also just get to see all the different kinds of artwork being made. 
That's great. Yeah, I've I've only heard really positive things about the art community there. And, you know, you can be an artist anywhere. I truly believe that, especially now with social media. I've worked with artists who live in very small towns in the Midwest and are just like crushing it. But I think it's beautiful when you do live in a place that has a really tight knit community and really celebrates creativity. And that's a huge part of, you know, why I moved back to New York. Not that Los Angeles didn't have that. I mean, LA is known for a thriving art scene, but there's something about New York City um, that I found just had this creative buzz that just fit me better. And it sounds like you're in a place where you really feel like art is being valued and creativity is being celebrated. And I think that only helps us to grow and evolve as artists. So you know, it's beautiful to hear that too. Circling back to what we were chatting about a little while ago, which I think is such an important topic. I wanted to ask you, like, what advice would you give to artists who are at any stage of their career? I mean, they could be early career artists, they could be mid-career, they could even be later on in their careers. And they're feeling like they want to sort of branch out, try new things in their creative practice, but they're maybe feeling nervous to do that. Or I guess another part to this question could be, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling to find their artistic voice or feeling like they need to find it right now? What are your thoughts on that? What advice might you give them? Well, this is all advice I'm directing to myself as well, because this is what I think about a lot. Um, I would say I would first try to block out some specific time in my day or week. It does not have to be a ton to just lean in or indulge, if you will, in whatever kind of like creative thing you want to do. And it doesn't have to be related at all to what you're making. It doesn't have to go anywhere, but to just allow yourself to do that and give yourself the time so that you're not feeling like you're wasting your time and honoring that is what probably I would do first. Um, And then I found it to be quite helpful for me to just be very candid on social media about exploring. Usually I'll just do it on my stories of just posting like a little painting on a piece of paper that I made that afternoon. That's maybe a little bit different than what I normally make or some kind of illustration and just sharing it with other people and saying, hey, I made this. Okay. And it's kind of a nice way to just share it. um, But also take, I think, a bit of that pressure that social media can bring of having that very perfected, curated kind of image. And I think it's nice. I actually, one of an artist I really look up to shared like a little watercolor sketch. And she normally does these like beautiful, big abstract paintings. And it was really nice for me to see that because it was so different than her work, but it was really refreshing to see her exploring. So I think that other people appreciate getting to see that. So yeah, that would be my advice is to give yourself time to actually explore and then share it, which I think can alleviate some of that pressure of needing to stay in your lane all the time and can broaden the scope of what you're actually able to do and make during your whole art career. Absolutely. I think that's like such a great nugget of wisdom. And it's like going back to this idea, which we were kind of chatting about before, of giving yourself time and permission and just knowing that 
yes, the years go by quickly. I mean, we kind of started out this conversation by sharing how quickly the past year has gone. But at the same time, you have to put it into perspective. And we do have time to create our work. And we don't have to rush as much as we think we do. So we can have these great goals of becoming successful artists and selling our work and getting gallery representation and all of those beautiful things. But we can do that while also giving ourselves the time to branch out, to allow ourselves to explore different mediums and techniques and creative processes. And I think it's so essential. And, you know, I know I've shared this with you before, but whenever I have given myself time uh, in my own art practice to try something new, I really consider it to be a gift that I'm giving to myself. And I have never once regretted it. I've never once looked back and thought, oh my gosh, I, I shouldn't have given myself that year. I've always looked back and thought, I'm so glad I gave myself that year or however long it was. It could be a few months. It could be a few years. It's just, I think, really important to lean into your intuition. This is something I think you do really well. You're very in tune. Uh, and I know that about you when it comes to like what's feeling right in your art practice and what's not aligning. And I think if we really, truly want to grow in a genuine way, we have to be tapped into that, like you're saying, and we have to not be afraid of branching out. And I love how you use the term broadening your scope, because I think that really is what happens when you give yourself that permission. Beautiful words of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I think I was having a conversation with my sister and actually she had a really great metaphor of like sometimes it's like we're looking through our life through a little rolled up piece of paper and you have to just take off the piece of paper to see the whole picture. Otherwise, you're zooming in on these just these little pieces of the whole thing and then you miss what else is happening, what else is important. And so I definitely find that when I'm feeling a little uninspired or trapped by the kind of artwork I'm making to just remind myself not to look through a rolled up piece of paper and to explore my options. And also that I can trust that the people who want to see and support my artwork will still be there and that there's always someone that's going to be interested in looking at what you have to share. And by not exploring, you might actually be missing some people that are really excited to get to know your work. I love that. And I love that example. I'm, that's one I'm going to remember too. That was so beautifully said. And I don't think I've heard that before, but it's so true. Like there's this power that comes with stepping back and getting that perspective and being able to see the whole picture because oftentimes we are so tightly zoomed in. I notice it with myself all the time. When I step back and I step out of it for a moment, I feel like I can breathe and just get that perspective that is so necessary to growth, you know, growth in any area of your life. But when it comes to creative practice, it's it's really important. So, oh my gosh. Well, Meme, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. I, I am so inspired by you and you shared so many nuggets of wisdom with us in this episode. And I think for anyone out there listening, you know, I think really our goal with this conversation is to hopefully motivate and uplift you and for you to know that it's safe if you are wanting to branch out, if you're wanting to try something new in your creative work, if you feel like you haven't quite found your voice yet, that's okay. It's safe. I hope that you walk away from this feeling a little bit more inspired to follow whatever it is that you're craving in your artistic practice. So Meme, thank you again. This was such a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, where can our listeners find out more about you? Well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Meme Hartshorn. That's, I'll just spell it out. 
M-E-A-M-H-A-R-T-S-H-O-R-N on Instagram and then memehartshorn.com. And then if you're interested in learning more or being more involved in the Artful Collective, that's at the.artful.collective on Instagram. And you'll find everything else from there. Amazing. I'll include all of your links in the show notes. And thank you again for joining us today. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com slash magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.